Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hi groomers hi Susie. what's up well, hello, Barbara Bird. Welcome to episode 317 of the Groom Pod, recorded on November 21st, 2021 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. This week on the Groom Pod, we are talking, well, it is the season of tips, and we're going to discuss them. And we'll get a bird's eye view of Hydra Moist Shampoo. Hey, that rhymes, a bird's eye view of Hydra Moist Shampoo and how to choose a cat shampoo. <laughs> Remember to support the show by supporting our sponsors, and they are Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Stazco, and Groom More. Barbara, what's new this week? Hey, I've had a nice couple of weeks. I've had a couple of weeks when I've been loving my business. Oh, that makes it so much easier to go to work. It does. And, and the reason I've been loving my business is because I've done some kind of outside of the box things. So one thing that I did was that I uh, took in a new Lagota Romanola puppy for grooming that needed to go to the dog show because of the contract with the breeder, right? So it's a little female. She was going to turn six months on the day of the show. And so she was just in a puppy class. The owner called me and she was desperate because she was trying to groom the dog and just was totally lost. And she had a clipper with a comb attachment that she had used uh, on the jacket a little bit. The breeder told her she had to scissor the legs and the, and the face and the head. And she didn't know what to do. So... I said, well, I'll do this, but I think that we need to do it on one of my days off. So I gave away a day off to do this. And you know what? I just, she's a good friend. All of a sudden, I have a new friend. <laughs> you know, she's just, she's a, a very successful real estate agent. So she's a businesswoman. She's a pet lover. She came in and the little dog, his name is Lily, and it was the cutest little puppy. And w one thing that I loved about Lily is she had little white tips on her paws. So as she moved towards you, these little white paws came at you. It was so cute. She was so cute. I love that. She was a brown color, which I, I really prefer than the, I don't like the cream color so much. I like the parties and I like and but I like the brown color Legotos the best for the their coat seems to be the most workable. And I spent three hours with her and this puppy and I absolutely nailed the grooming Susie. 
she came in just looking, she actually looked short legged and kind of overweight. <laughs> and I just like slimmed her and trimmed her and I, you know, and did the underbelly there. She hadn't trimmed that at all. So once I trimmed that and once I trimmed the legs and they, and had them stand out from the body a little bit and I nailed the head, she looked like the real deal. Was the coat in pretty good shape? Oh, yeah. And I sold the lady a Pinello and had it go off so that after the show, I got this text. We won. Yay. <laughs> we won our class. And there were three of them. And she took first. And the other two were there with their breeders. And their breeders were discussing with amazement the head I'd done on this little girl, on Lily. Wow. You know, like, how did she do that? That's the head they're all trying to get. (laughs) I'm so impressed. That's cool. So I'm so impressed. I was just like so proud. It was like, like such an affirmation. Of course, one of the things that happened was that this little puppy stole away the judge's heart. Just, she's so adorable. And when the judge went to to look at her bite, she leapt up and gave the judge a Frenchie. <laughs> and I love it. She, I mean, she was just delightful. And she wasn't so well disciplined, but, you know, you could just watch her move and see. And the temperament she did was like going for life. You know what I mean? Just living every moment to its fullest and happiest. And it's just the kind of temperament you would really want. So did this little puppy's owner then end up handling this dog in the dog show ring? Yeah. I wonder if she wanted to do that. (laughs) That's interesting. Well, she, you know, I gave her some tips too. But Lily was pretty much puppyish in the ring. I would have no idea what to do if someone gave me that assignment. You have background in that, though. Yeah, I know. But I I think that she had some previous experience, had been in the ring more than once. Okay. You know, and I said, let her go and let her be ahead of you. And, you know, like, just let her sparkle at the judge. (laughs) And (laughs) And that's what she did. But I was really proud because I know that my grooming made her look like the ideal Lakota, you know, I mean, and she is, she's really a great example of the breed and this friendly, um, assertive, confident personality that she has is, it's just what she'd want. She was so confident. She Frenched the judge. (laughs) 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 Way to go. So that was cool. And then another thing that I did, um, I had a customer was booked for an appointment for Wednesday. And she called me Wednesday morning. She said, I I have to cancel the help service. So this is a 95-year-old couple. They've just recently moved to Tucson from California. They have a Bichon, like three years old, Toby, another Toby. <laughs> and they can't drive. And they have help that comes to do their housework and that kind of stuff, and in, in-house help. 
But the service sent a helper who's allergic to dogs. Well, that's not very smart. So the helper couldn't bring the dog. The first appointment that we had, we had a really nice helper, and she brought the dog, and it all worked out. Well, she said, I can't get the dog there. They sent me a, a helper who's allergic to dogs. I said, look it, let's not worry about it. She was so, she felt so bad about it. I said, don't worry, these things happen. Let's just circumvent the whole situation, schedule her for Friday, and we'll come get her. Oh, that's so nice. And so we did. And I didn't just send Yvonne. I went too. Nice. So we put a little note on the shop, be right back. <laughs> I mean, and they just live a couple of miles from me. You know, it's really close. And I showed up there. I introduced him to Yvonne. I said, hi, I'm Barbara. And um, the husband was so impressed that I had taken the time to come. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, I didn't want to just send little Yvonne and her grooming outfit. I wanted to send me in my grooming outfit and I wanted to let them have a face because they might never get to my shop. Right. You know, it was just a really good move on my part and it was just a little bit out of the ordinary and a little bit out of my way. But that's what makes for I mean, I got them. Those people are solid customers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that worked out real well. That's nice. I love to do special stuff like that because it really bonds you with the people. The people just think that that's I know. the coolest thing ever. And it is. It really is. I know. And listen, there's a third one. I let a customer stay with their dog yesterday. It was a hand strip Norwich Terrier. Uh-huh. She called and she said, and she's been going all the way to Phoenix to have her dog hand stripped. That's twice a long a year. ways. Yeah, it's a two-hour drive and uh, so on and so forth. And so she ran into another customer of mine at the coffee shop or someplace, and she ran into Hildy the Norwich Terrier that I hand-stripped. So Hildy's mom sent her to me, and she said, will you let me stay with my dog? And I said, well, you know, we don't normally do that, and I, I probably... Uh, you would have to bring me a bottle of wine. <laughs> and you know what? She took me seriously. Well, perfect. She showed up. <laughs> I was just kind of tossed that off, you know, like, do you, do you allow people to say, well, only when they bring me wine, you know? And so <laughs> she really brought me a bottle it. of wine. And she's a 75-year-old lady, and she sat there and we made a place for her at the table. I booked her at the end of the day so that Yvonne and I were both free to work on her dog. And we took each took a side and traded off and everything. And she sat there in front in front of the dog, feeding the treats <laughs> and telling the funny stories from when she had her first child and didn't know what the hell she was doing. And... I, that's and so she, cool. the child fell out of her lap because she fell asleep in the chair <laughs> where the child that she woke up to this thunk. And the first thing that she did, she was getting up every hour to 
feed and change this baby. And they, after the first four days, they were both totally exhausted. So the baby fell on the floor and went funk. And she called the doctor. I think I've killed my baby. <laughs> and the doctor says, thump it with your fingers on the bottom of its feet. Really hard, about three times. And she did that, and the baby woke up and started making sucking sounds. <laughs> and the doctor said, your baby's just overly tired from being woke up every hour. She <laughs> <laughs> said, leave it alone, go to bed, sleep, both of you. <laughs> so the baby probably so, fell asleep and went down. Yeah, <laughs> boom, yeah. <laughs> and, rolled with the punch you know and she just kept it going you know and um it took us like not quite two hours i said uh, i'm gonna charge you 150 dollars she gave me 200 dollar bills merry christmas and a bottle of wine and uh, we'll see her again you know so those kinds of things they made me love the business that i've created and that i can go outside the box without upsetting the system you know uh, because because i have it so that i i can do that and and I have the best clients because I've picked and choosed, you know, and the ones that weren't quite so special drop off for whatever reason. And the ones that fit, you know, like they're, they're great. They fit well. <laughs> they fit well. Yeah. So I just thought I'd share that. Those, those are all things, you know, like people don't want people to stay. You can make an exception yeah. and, you know, just know when to do it and when not. So how was your week? Uh, my life has been a basket of puppies. Totally. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Puppies everywhere. Puppies, puppies. I got the new Shih Tzu puppy. I've got a new Westie puppy. I've got the new Doodle puppy. I've got puppies. I've got a... Bichon puppy, Buddy's little brother. Oh my goodness, there's puppies everywhere. So it's good because they don't need a lot of grooming, but I get a lot of kisses and puppy breath and lots of cuddles. And I get to imprint that the grooming trailer is actually an extremely large treat dispenser. And that's where <laughs> the fun is. And so I bring them in. I give them a lot of cookies. I put them in the bathtub. I give them some more cookies. I put them back on the floor. There's some more cookies hidden around. So by the time we're done with the puppy's first visit, the dog needs no dinner. <laughs> and it knows the trailer is a treat dispenser. And I have a lot of luck with that with most of the dogs. So yeah. I've been getting to do that a lot. And you don't get a lot of that all the time, but I seem to have just this glut of it. But in the industry news, though, we did lose John Stasco, and Stasco products have been a supporter of the Groom Pod pretty much since the beginning. So I first met John Stasco at my very first continuing education grooming seminar that was here in the Northwest that we held at a horse racetrack. I'm not sure why Barkley chose to put it there. I think it was Barkley, but it might have been Stasco and Romani. That's where I met Marlene Romani and I met John Stasco. And he revolutionized my very early grooming thinking by hitting me in the face with the fact that there needs to be some business behind the grooming and there's a formula you can use to actually figure that business aspect out. And I never forgot the lessons I learned from his class. Then he turned out to be a really interesting guy and I got to know him a little bit over the years. Then lo and behold, 
seven years ago, Barbara, seven years ago when we started this podcast, actually in the sixth year, I went out looking for sponsors and lo and behold, he stepped up to the plate and he has a small sponsorship for us. And that's why I mention him every time. He didn't tell anyone he was sick. He had cancer and he just died and didn't want anybody to know until after he was gone. So the people who loved him respected that, but now he is gone. And I, did you have any interaction with him? I did. I I met him at one of my earlier speaking engagements. I think Atlanta Pet Fair. He was very supportive and encouraged me. And uh, I loved him because he loved to be shown. And, uh, you know, he had a picture of himself surrounded by about eight of them. I loved that because I love Michonne's. And, uh, yes, I respected him a great deal and just admired him. He was one of the first male stylists to kind of rise up to to the speaker and products kind of provider role and it was really nice to have a good-looking guy like John Stasco uh, representing. I totally agree with that. I like that. And his products are great. They really are well-formulated products. Yeah, well-formulated products and modernized as the industry grew and the product and ingredient availability grew and evolved. And they're not large, complicated woo-woo kind of products are just like basic, good, do the job, economically priced, um, smell good products. My favorite smell in the line is the oatmeal one because it smells like apples. It smells kind of like an apple cookie. I love apple smelling shampoos. I think apple is a great, I'm I'm using the uh, Best Shot Harvest Apple uh, Spray a lot on my dogs right now for the holiday season because I love it. It's like a apple pie. <laughs> That's what I'm using for my holiday scent and uh, shampoo this year is that one, yeah. the apple. And yeah. I, oh, it's delightful. I really like it. I keep spraying it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we appreciate Mr. Stasco and he will be missed and hopefully... Someone will come up with a way to really memorialize him nicely in the industry, maybe name an award after him or something like that, because he certainly deserves it. He was one of those very first educators. You know what else, though? It's my favorite time of year. The Christmas lights have started to come out. You know, we get dark. We're dark until 8.30 in the morning, and then we get dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's dark. A lot of my workday is dark. See, just when we need... Daylight savings time. That's true. We lose an hour of daylight. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And we voted to drop the whole thing. And our senators are trying to get the approval from the feds because you can't just change it. You have to have fed approval. So hopefully within the next year or two, that'll be dismissed. Arizona doesn't play that game. There's another one also out there, another state that does, but, but, and we will be there, but not yet. So, and nothing's going to change the fact that 
where we are on the equator and that we get dark pretty fast. Yeah, you're going to get There's a fair amount of trees. That doesn't help either, so it's shady and dark. But the good news is the Christmas lights are out on your way home. We're not even at Thanksgiving yet, and people are going nuts. I don't know what the deal is. Last year was a heavy light year. This year, there are even more. People's trees are up in the windows. I've gone into the houses already. Bathrooms are decorated for the annual bathroom holiday contest that I have. I'm excited to go in there. Plus, people are dumping all their Halloween candy on me. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Absolutely, (laughs) positively. And... I got a random phone call from Jay from Groom More Software, and he's interested in buying a sponsorship. And through that, they gave me their app for free. So we're getting to review it. And they also gave Barbara it for her shop. So we've got like a mobile version and then the shop version, and we're going to give it a once over. And so far, I've actually ported my stuff over and I'm using a lot of the functions, not all of them, but I'm finding it really easy and seamless to convert over. Of course, there's always a few little things I had to like edit some of the individual charges and and make it more adapted to what I do because I have a unique way of billing and so does Barbara and this is what makes this software really cool you can actually go in and make it your own it's got all kinds of colorful things you can put in there to color coordinate your calendar it's a lot like Mogo or like Groomsoft or like they're all kind of similar based on similar platforms this one will sync with your credit card companies it will sync with your google calendars and for me the most exciting part barbara has been the reminders i know you have automated reminders and you've always had automated reminders i'm new to automated reminders it's taking a whole duty off of your shoulders there it's weird though because i don't know if i can trust it yet first of all Some of my phone numbers are house numbers, and I'm having to sort that out as I go through to make sure that the number that's actually listed as the default number is the cell phone number, because visually, I always just pick the number out of my lineup, but they'll have to sort it. So I'm having to do a little adjustment there. Very easy to figure out. It started sending messages to people the first night. I wasn't even aware of it. All of a sudden, I got this thing that said, bing, your appointment is confirmed, and I thought... Dang, what have I been missing all these years? (laughs) So I just wanted to thank Jay for giving us this opportunity. And um, after I get all settled in and Barbara messes around with it a little more, we'll have a more in-depth review of it. And then they've bought an ad as well. So I'm not going to run the ad until probably... Probably the first of the year we'll start that because I'm so excited. I'm just certain I'm going to be talking about it anyway because it's nifty. And let's take a break. And head into our first appointment, which is all about, well, getting more tips. All right. Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the Max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. 
mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Who doesn't love tips? Tips are like the after-groom cookie for the stylist. They make me feel all warm and fuzzy, and they are great at motivating me to put in that extra finishing time at the end of the groom. And it's the tip-tippiest time of the year, right? It's Christmas. It's when all the big tippers come out, and we need to be able to take advantage of that right now. How do we graciously let our client base know that tipping is okay, and how can we get those big bonuses? Barbara, tips are not a given, are they? No, you need to establish a culture of tipping, right? You need to establish that we accept and deeply appreciate any gratuities. And on top of that, don't price yourself expecting a tip because people make that mistake when they go into business for themselves. Make sure that the price you tell people is what you need to make your bills because you can't count on that tip every time. And that's the truth. There's such a wide range of tipping behaviors but, <laughs> you know like um, I think that you need to make tipping visible and not behind the scenes some groomers are very shy about asking for a tip about when you make tipping available and accessible to the clients it's awkward it's awkward and you just need to get kind of get over it <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of things that can be awkward until you get used to. I And in the beginning, when I went to Square, using Square, and Square has a tip window, and you just got to let it roll off your tongue. Yes. <laughs> That's your opportunity. So you're providing an opportunity for a gratuity. Sometimes people say they're not supposed to tip the owner. Where did that ever come from? That's a horrible idea. That is a horrible idea because those of us who are owner uh, stylists, we know that we're putting in the same kind of work that the others are. And besides that, we're sharing tips with the people behind the scenes, like your bather. Or your receptionist or your cleaning Or your reception or your whatever. You know, we're just the tip of the iceberg there. We're the distribution center. We distribute those tips out to our people. It's our job. We're the owners. And in some cases, we're the only employee. (laughs) I've actually had people say, oh, you don't tip the owner. You're the only employee. Well, it would be nice. (laughs) And I'm also the janitor. And I'm also, you know. (laughs) Yep. Some people tip like in different ways, too. Some people tip every single week. 
And then other people just tip a big, gigantic tip at the end of the year. Like when you go out and look, what are you supposed to tip your hairstylist? They say 15 to 20 percent if you're tipping every single time. And then they say an entire haircut if you're tipping at Christmas time. I don't know that I'm getting that much, but maybe at I don't know, maybe it it equals out, but it's an interesting thought. And then some people like to tip stuff and things. And I like to get stuff and things. My grooming client takes me on cruises with her. That's a pretty badass tip, I think. That's a badass tip. <laughs> I get people who make me a sack lunch and send me with it out the door. That's a, the benefit of being mobile. I'm sure you don't get a lot of food brought in except for at this time of year. Who doesn't love the cookies and the candies and the delicious treats that everybody brings us? And in Barbara's case, the wine. I mean, awesome <laughs> tips. Tips are the best. But I think you made a really important two really important points actually make it visible the tipping and make it a culture so big tip jar right make it right out there and make it big tip jar that you can decorate and it needs to be clear so they can see the money inside don't put it in a like a box that's covered with Christmas wrap because you need to put some good sized bills inside your tip jar to uh, attract money attracts more money. And so you've always this, said put in the money you want to attract. Like don't put in pennies and nickels and dimes no, and quarters. No, listen. Remove all remove all coins. <laughs> Immediately, okay. as the door slams shut, remove those coins. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know, and that's why I usually um, set my prices uh, in $5 increments. So, you know, like if it's a $25, it's $30, you get a $5 tip. I put fives and tens and I allow all the 20s to stay in the tip jar. I want people to see the larger sums. I want people to know that uh, other people are tipping in this way. So, you know, that uh, that helps to, if it's just like very visible, right in, in your face, uh, Christmas bows, all of that kind of stuff, um, and they can see the larger bills. I I put a single in there. You can I you know oh, yeah, I you want volume. All all tips all tips are greatly appreciated. That's what I say, you know. And I appreciate your business and love your pet just as much if you don't tip. You know, I had a major hand strip terrier that required two hundred and fifty dollar sessions and that guy didn't want a tip and i said i don't blame you (laughs) (laughs) i just said you know like he just kind of like you're kidding you and now you want me to tip i said don't worry about it (laughs) i understand (laughs) yeah totally um you can put a cute sign up You know, people are so competitive that I was looking around online to see what kind of interesting ways people attract attention to their chip jar. And one of them is like a a sign that says boys tip more than girls. But that doesn't really apply so much in our place because so much of the business is done by the ladies. Um, 
I think a good one would be poodles or doodles. And you can have a tip jar split in half and see who wins, poodles or doodles. And then at the end of the month, you tell your people by the little sign that says, oh, last month, the doodles won. Let's try something else, you know, like Persians or short hairs or something like that. Um, Also, these are a couple suggestions. Of course, being a non-hugger. I love this one. This one caught my eye right off the bat. Tips are hugs without the awkward body contact. (laughs) That's perfect for me. That's a great one. (laughs) And of course, the old classic, money is the root of all evil, leave yours here. That's another good one. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, so this little uh, tip people, not cows. That's another one. So you can find something really cute. But I also find people are really responsive to the vacation fund or the new equipment fund or something like that where you share with them what you're going to do with the money i've even done um had a goal of you know like four hundred dollars or two hundred dollars and then at one of those thermometer things great idea so i would show how we're doing you know like um yeah. I and 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 it's not I mean my first one of those was Barbara Spa Day goal. <laughs> I needed $200 to go to this day spa and um it took me 2 weeks to get that. I mean I just it it just was like that. It was so quick because people want me to treat myself well. We're in a very personal business. One of my doodle customers, hello, doodle naysayers. One of my doodle customers took me out to dinner this week to an expensive restaurant with a full bottle of wine. And I expressed a little bit of discomfort at receiving such, you know, love. It's love, Barbara. You're receiving love. She said, listen, I just want to lavish it on you. You just so deserve this. I think as a whole, people want you to succeed and want your business to succeed and want you to do nice things for yourself and want you to buy nice equipment for their pets. They want you to be happy because then you're not grumpy with their animals. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I think there's a genuine appreciation for anyone who takes care of someone's family member. And we all know that the pets are family members. And it is so very important, like you were saying, to express your gratitude. Oftentimes with the people who tip five bucks or ten bucks every single time, you may forget now and then to say thank you for that extra money. Take the time at Christmas and let people know how grateful you are for all the tips. Sometimes even I write a letter like this year. uh, And Barbara and I have talked about it before. We don't do a lot of gifting to our clients. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It's hit or miss depending on the year and how busy I am. But A nice little note that says how grateful you are for their business, for the tips, for their pets, and for your life is a great way to end the year and a great way to end this segment. What do you say? Hey, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) 
Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear, but there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high quality materials and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris. She's the cat's pajamas. Ron and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the Groom Pod when you place your order or put Groom Pod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of shears. How cool is that? Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. It's time to get out our lab coats because Barbara's going to give us a bird's eye view on Hydra Moist Shampoo. So uh, this is a question that came up on the GroomPod Facebook discussion page. And the groomer asked for a like ingredient review or whatever you call it that I do. So I'm going to go down the list of ingredients, which was very legibly provided. Sometimes people want me to do an ingredient review and they send me a very difficult picture of the bottle. The small small bottle, not even the gallon where it's all flat, but the small bottle where it's curved and you can't quite see the end of the word. And, And I can't copy and paste it. I have to like retype every single ingredient because they didn't type every single ingredient. Thanks a lot. This one was really easy for me to read. Nice. It's not too many ingredients. So let's start out with the primary cleansing agent is sodium laurel at laureth sulfate, which is the most common primary detergent that's used in shampoos for pets or humans and it's an excellent cleansing agent for dogs. One of my um, favorite. One of my favorites. I'm always a, uh, feel very confident that an SLES shampoo, sodium laureth sulfate, is going to be a good cleaner. It will do the job. Uh, next ingredient, cocomidopropylbetaine. Um, so our old friend, cocomidopropylbetaine, is our, the uh, partnering with our sodium lauryl sulfate. It's a multifunctional surfactant that boosts and stabilizes foam, offers viscosity control, thickness control, pouring control, uh, adds a little conditioning, and mitigates against detergent irritation. Uh, in other words, creates a larger micelle so that it's less likely to, the detergent is less likely to be able to uh, affect the lipids or the oils in the skin. It's just going to raise the oils that are in the dirt. Um, so is it functioning as a co-surfactant in this case? It's a co Well, it, it always, it, it, you know, like there's usually like three co-surfactants. Okay. Three or four. So 
this particular shampoo formulation has a secondary cleansing surfactant, which is sodium cocoamphoacetate. Woo! I said that like I was used to saying that, huh? Yeah. Sodium cocoamphoacetate. Well, that's an easy one. This is one of the very super mild cleansers, and it's a secondary cleaner that allows for use of less of the primary surfactant to do a good job. So it makes the overall formula um, more mild, right? Yeah, that Um, makes sense. Yeah. And fourth, cocamide MIPA, which is a fairly new replacement for cocamide DEA. It's more safe. Cocamide DEA uh, has DEA. (laughs) DEA diethylalamide is... um, Considered by the state of California to be a cancer-causing ingredient. Now, there's no actual science that cocamide DEA in a shampoo has ever caused any cancer. But it got highlighted and identified and targeted, and it's disappearing from the picture now. Might as well be more safe. Less hazard equals less risk. and then, then they have this very fancy-sounding ingredient, PEG, P-E-G-120, methyl glucose dileo... Let me say this right. <laughs> Dioleate. Dioleate. Sometimes I have to relax my pronouncing mind so that I don't overwork it and it jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Dioleate. PEG-120 methyl glucose dioleate is just a thickener. There's no salt in this. Okay. You know, like one of the more most common ways to thicken when you're using sodium lauryl sulfate is with a salt, plain old salt. And this doesn't have that. This has PEG-120 methyl glucose dioleate. It's a thickener. It's okay. Don't be frightened by the big, long, chemical-sounding name. Next, glycol disterate. Glycol disterate is an opacifier, makes it opaque. You can't see through it, and it's a pearlizing agent, which makes it look pearly and woo-woo, mm-hmm. satiny, satiny finish. Luscious. Yeah, it makes it look more... Expensive. Expensive, yeah, it does that, and just more pretty. Appealing. More appealing to the eyes. And without that ingredient, the shampoo would just look cloudy. Instead of pearly. Instead of pearly, and, and it makes it look thicker. You know, it just looks has, like there's more happening in there. And then oat extract. That's your moisturizer. And oat extract, if you follow me, it's a great naturally derived moisturizer. It, it really is inexpensive and it does the job. That's why they call it moist shampoo because it's got an oat extract in it. And it also has polyquaternium 10, PQ10, which is a cationic conditioner that you find in a lot of shampoos. PQ10 was one of the first uh, cationics that was compatible in an anionic cleansing system. 
it was one of the first that was found to to not be disabled in a anionic formula, and it's uh, just a light conditioner. They also list preservative, but they don't, don't tell us what it is, colorance, and fragrance. The only criticism that I have of this lineup is that they don't tell us what the preservative is. And I understand why they don't, because the preservative is sometimes the quickest attack. It's the quickest thing that's targeted for the naysayers, for the fear mongerers. Um, sometimes when they don't say what preservative it is, it's parabens. Ooh. Ooh. You know. Scary. <laughs> I empathize that Hydra is uh, afraid to disclose their preservative because it's likely to get attacked by self-appointed uh, ingredient cops. <laughs> so as a whole, it's a pretty decent shampoo. I, they gave us some yeah. of it. I believe I got some at a trade show or something. Or maybe they sent it to me. But what I didn't like about it was it smelled like an old lady's uh, hair salon. But it, it worked really well. Yeah, I didn't like the fragrance of the hydras. And I felt like there are other shampoos that worked better through my recirculating system than this. I, I thought that I might like this product a little better if I wasn't recirculating. And sometimes that just simply has to do with the dilution factor because our recirculating systems highly dilute the shampoo. So you probably don't get enough of the oat extract. Oh, that makes sense. The thing of it is it's six of one and a half a dozen of the other because what the recirculator does actually reapplies the shampoo over and over and over again. So in that way, there's a greater chance uh, Marco is expressing himself. He's making an appearance on the show. We love it when Marco shows up. It's hard to keep him quiet for a whole hour. I mean, really, how could one ex how could one ever expect that of yes. a little boy to be quiet for a whole hour? Very true. You know. <laughs> so the good news about this shampoo is that it's a simple, functional formula. Not a lot of bells and whistles. Not a lot of cosmetic uh, sophistication here. But just a genuine, good-working shampoo with some consciousness and mindfulness of safety in there. That they've used the cocamide MIPA instead of cocamide DEA. And it's probably plenty good for for a lot of groomers. So I, I'm not going to diss it. I didn't care for the fragrance. I wish they would identify their preservatives. Other than that, I think it's a thumbs up. Excellent. And with that note, let's move on to our last segment after we hear from these guys. We love our sponsors, like show season. Let me tell you about my favorite show season products. 
True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, a Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Let's see what's happening at the grooming table. This segment should actually be what's happening at the tub because we're going to talk a little about feline cat shampoo. So, and you heard it there, right in that ad that we just ran, that show season has a feline-specific line of cat shampoos. Well, there's two, so I guess that that would be a line. (laughs) Over the years, people have had a lot of myth and mystery around what shampoo's safe for cats and what shampoo might not be safe for cats. Do we really need to be looking for specific shampoos for cats, or is it more that we need to look out for things that we don't want in there for our cat shampoos? Well, yes, that's exactly it. So cat people love to feel that their species is super special. You know, well, of course cats are super special, but they're still just basic mammals with a skin that's slightly thinner than dogs, but it's still a barrier, a good barrier. And there are a few things that cats are sensitive to, such as your essential oils. Okay. So ideally, a cat shampoo would avoid essential oils because cats do not have the liver enzyme that is necessary to break down some of the components of some essential oils. And you never quite know if what you're using has something that's risky. And here's the deal, Susie, is that it probably wouldn't be so risky on a one-time use thing unless it's a high dose of an essential oil because this business about the cats not being able to metabolize, it has to do with constant exposure over time. So it's like an accumulative effect? Kind of like an accumulative, yeah, it's kind of like the liver doesn't completely flush out the unwanted substance, which is the essential oil components, and so it accumulates in the liver and it becomes more and more of a problem. There have been instances of some essential oils used sparingly in one time where there was a massive problem created, medical crisis and or death. So the point is, don't take any chances. Right. So, you know, like I had to deal with this as an aromatherapist because I wanted to create aromatherapy that was like good for all pets, but I had to exclude cats because there's just enough 
information to make us weary. And you just cannot judge an individual's liver function by looking at them or how they act on the table or in, in the tub. It's invisible. So it can be an invisible uh, problem. And it's, I think it's just wisest to avoid essential oils for cats. But other than that, is there any big reason that a shampoo that's safe for dogs should not be used on cats? Because a lot of companies just assume it's safe for dogs and cats. Yeah, that is the question. So for instance, I tend to go with something that's a hypoallergenic, like the True Tear List from Show Season that I was talking about once again in that ad. That is one of my go-tos because it has a good surfactant, but it doesn't have any fragrance and it doesn't have any color in it. And it seems to clean really well. So that's kind of where I go. But I will also choose pretty much any Best Shot shampoo because they're all really good for cats, I think, in my opinion. The two that Show Season have, they have a Focus on Felines HydroSafe Shampoo, which is just a basic cat shampoo that has some uh, gentler surfactants. At least that's what I thought when I looked at it, but I am no Barbara Bird. And they have a crystal clean rinseless shampoo. And oftentimes you don't do a bath on the cats, do you? Most times I don't do a bath on the cats, unless it's a cat that's getting like monthly attention. Um, And I tend to go with less is more with cats and I would rather use a dry cleaning shampoo and clean around the butthole (laughs) (laughs) to be blunt (laughs) (laughs) you know the anus yes I I get that (laughs) I use the show season foaming pet wash if I'm not going to do a full bath to get those spots like that. But I do probably half my cats get a bath and half of them don't. And it's up to the skin condition and what the owners want and what the cat will tolerate. But I think the most important thing is just rinse them well so you're not leaving product on them and making them itchy later. And uh, use a good shampoo without any essential oils. And I think that if you if you want to highlight your service for cats and you want to highlight cat safe products are used then use something like show season focus on feline shampoo just for an abundance of caution and for marketing purposes excellent so people say what about lay pooch f and t originally stood for flea and tick but they removed that and then became an extremely popular cat degreaser. And I've used it more than once, you know, and I didn't have any problems, luckily. But anybody who's listened to the Groom Pod for a while might remember we actually had Michelle from Le Pouchon briefly and did an interview with him where he admitted that F&T had delemonine. Delemonine? Is that the right way to de-limonene. say it? Delimonene. in it. Delimonene in it. And uh, delimonene is one of the essential oil components that is most hazardous to cats. And there's been fatalities. And there's been uh, anaphylactic reactions in, in dogs, too. So uh, I don't want to get into a bad-mouthing F&T, but it's got a very high percentage, like 5% orange oil. And orange oil is 
98% delimony. So it's really got a lot in there and more than I'm comfortable with. And I'm sure it's a good degreaser because delimonene is used on a degreaser for ships. And floors. And it's used as an industrial degreaser. It really does decrease, but so does Dawn dish soap. To be honest, I get run out of Dodge for this again. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I would rather use Dawn dish soap than Laypooch F&T. I love the smell of orange, so I used to gravitate to it for that reason. But once I learned that it was not really that safe, then there's so many other alternatives. I just use something else. One of the things that I always say about the limonene products and grooming is that one hazard is that the limonene easily oxidates into a, another substance that is much more of an allergen-creating, irritation-creating substance. So the problem magnifies itself when it is been sitting around unused for months. And if there's air in the container and all of that, it just is, sunlight will oxidize delimonene. It's just easily morphed into a more hazardous substance. That's one of the things that I have against it. It's not stable. Delimonene is not very stable. And it might not matter on a ship's deck if it's oxidized, but it certainly does matter on a cat or a dog. Not good. This is one of those cases where the abundance of caution should be your rule. And why mess with it if there's other things out there that work just as well? I like grime time for degreasing, and it's a more safer formula than the F&T. And, and, you know, this Hydra Moist Shampoo that we just looked at, yeah, that's only 10 ingredients, that's probably a very feline-safe shampoo. Good. I don't see anything on there that would be risky or hazardous to cats. And if you like banana, that banana shampoo probably feline safe too that we were talking about from eye groom. The eye groom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Barbara, I have dogs to groom. Well, Susie. <laughs> well, Susie. I have a new TV to set up. I'm excited for you. It sounds like more fun than doing the dogs I have, but I do enjoy it. Plus, Huckleberry needs a nail trim, so we're going to go for a car ride. Oh, boy. Out to the, and he has to sit there while I groom the dogs, but it's all good. It'll, it'll be nice. Oh, let's Get good. them done for the holidays. I won't have to do them. It's the Leonberger, Adobe, and a Mexican Pitbull. That's not bad. An extremely time-consuming yes. large furry beast. <laughs> oh, yeah. My feet hurt already. Yeah, I know. Plus, well. I brush him out of my hair for days. Days. I pull my <laughs> comb out, and I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of malu in there. <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, the groomers demonstrating using a baby net? Uh, over their table. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I if I was doing more the shedding of double coats, I might consider that. And another thing that I would consider that we might consider is that show season has a new de-shedding shampoo that Sandy herself formulated. And we'll have to try it. You know, she designed it. That sounds interesting. 
and it's called blue or something you know it's uh, it's one of the blue products so cool. uh, you might want to just take that to note maybe i'll throw out my fishing line and see if she'll send some our way yeah that'd be good Come on. all right guys well we'll be knee deep in holiday grooms when we finish this and i'm looking forward to seeing lots of christmas lights and sharing them all with you guys happy grooming everybody see you next week on the groom pod bye-bye now Goodbye and happy tips.